Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's program. Welcome to the Sales Lab by Homebridge Financial, where we discuss the best sales ideas, strategies, and solutions for today's housing market. Our program is really designed to share best practices with builders and new home sales professionals so that you can find success in any market condition. My name is Anthony Grost. I'm your host for today's program. Today's topic is the future of new home sales in this new virtual online environment. And our guest speaker today is Amy O'Connor of Jeff Shore of Shore Consulting. For those of you that don't know Amy, I'm sure many of you do. Amy is probably one of the highest in-demand new home sales trainers and consultants uh, in North America. She has worked for with seven of the 10 uh, top 10 builders in the United States and has worked with many, many regional builders throughout North America as well as Canada. So I'm excited to hear her input and to get her ideas today on things that we can be doing to be more effective online. Amy, are you there with us? We'll get her on here. Sorry, Amy, Anthony, welcome. there you go. Yes, thank there you. We <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the new virtual world of technology. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. Well, I, I'm excited to have you on today. Um, and you know, I'll just tell the audience we were having some video connection issues. So Amy may be in audio, her camera may come on. Have patience. Uh, we will we will figure it out over time here. But you know, think about this year when we started out, Amy. My goodness, 2020 has been a challenging year. From COVID to the stay-at-home orders, to the fastest economic decline in over 100 years, you know, buyer demand, buyer confidence was really shocked this year. In addition, we witnessed the biggest shift in technology use and adoption ever as sales moved online now as sales professionals all of the all of everybody here online that uh, on our broadcast today who sells new construction or sells homes you had to adapt quickly and everybody was modifying and updating their web presence and their sales processes now that was you know march we were scrambling sales dip now we're in the middle of a strongest real estate market in 13 years there's a number of factors why but very very strong yet many builders still struggle with technology and how to engage buyers. And that's why I asked Amy to be on our program today to really share with us you know, her thoughts. So Amy, what are you seeing out there? I mean, how are builders handling the, this transition into virtual selling? Uh, it's really been very impressive. Um, you know, we've been talking about the idea of virtual sales for a very long time. And we've seen some builders dabble in that and even offer some products that they were selling 100% virtually, but it's been more of a side thing that uh, some builders were doing here and there. But you know, we were really forced with this issue at the end of March, uh, especially in several states where home building was not considered essential. And these builders, if they were going to keep their business moving, they had to figure out a way to shift it virtual and they had to do it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I've been really impressed with what I've seen out there. I mean, some builders are doing studios for their salespeople where, mm -hmm. you know, they have lighting set up for them and cameras. So when they're doing a virtual appointment, all they have to do is sit down and hit start. Some builders have been really great at switching not only their sales conversations virtually, 
but also their design appointments or their pre-construction meetings. Uh, we're seeing buyers go virtual in those aspects as well. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I say that I think I've seen five years of innovation in about three months' time. Uh, and it really is amazing what we're able to do. And quite frankly, we're forced to do it. Right. Well, it's necessity, right? We're trying to adjust out of necessity to this new environment. And that's why my comment about, you know, the 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 use, the adoption jumped tectonically up the up the use curve because of this stay-at-home order. Now, virtual selling means a lot of things to a lot of people. When you talk about virtual selling, how how are you defining that? Uh, yes, I'm so glad you asked that because, I mean, I guess if we really think about it, we have been doing virtual selling, right? I mean, we email, we, you know, we, we shoot videos and we send them via text. I mean, technically, all that is virtual selling. But I think to really understand what we say, when we say virtual selling now, what that means, it's easy to start with sort of ideas that there's two types of communication. We have asynchronous communication, which means it's not happening at the same time. And then you have mm -hmm. synchronous, right? So, which is more of a one-to-one -one conversation. So that um, asynchronous we know is never gonna be as strong. Sending emails, you know, just forwarding along a video, that's asynchronous. The buyer watches it at their own pleasure and they may or may not respond. It's not to say that it has no value, but it's certainly lesser value. So the synchronous then is of course what we wanna be able to do. Now, some salespeople, they're like, well, yeah, of course I'm virtual selling. I'm having these phone appointments. Okay, but the strongest form of virtual selling is synchronous, but also face-to-face. -face. So when we can move on to a platform like Zoom is one that I particularly like for new home salespeople because of its screen sharing capabilities for us. Mm -hmm. But when I can talk to a buyer, both synchronously, meaning we're talking back and forth to each other, but there's also the video component aspect to that, that's really when we're gonna see the most strength. So when I say virtual training, what I'm really meaning is synchronous communication, that is both audio and video with our buyers. Yeah, excellent. Do you do you find uh, salespeople hesitant to be on camera talking to buyers? <laughs> I do, and it's interesting, right? Because as salespeople, we're on the show all day, right? I mean, people see us all day long, but there's something about getting in front of a camera that makes uh, many of us very, very shy. Uh, so yeah, there's absolutely that hesitancy um, but I can tell you that for the salespeople who truly had no choice, they would tell you now that it's no big deal, that they don't even think about the camera anymore. It's just something that you get used to. But you do have to work through some of that discomfort. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know Mike Lyon. He summed it up best. He said a lot of people don't like the way they look on camera, but that's how you look. So just accept your, on, you accept you your online presence. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I talk to a lot of different builders. I see different things going on in the virtual world. Do you think virtual selling is here to stay or do you think this is a temporary response to the pandemic? Uh, I, I absolutely think it's here to stay. And I think that the builders who are really capturing that and running with it are going to be in the best position moving forward. You know, I'm gonna steal an example from one of our other trainers, uh, Michelle. And she says, listen, what do people prefer? Do they want to shop at Sears or do they want to shop on Amazon, right? I mean, the people with the best virtual platforms, the ones that are making it easiest for buyers to do that are the ones that are reaping the most rewards. Home building really is no different. You know, it's interesting to me that home building was sort of the last holdout where basically you can buy everything else virtually, 
but you really couldn't do it in the home building industry. So I think mm -hmm. that they're, uh, they're now seeing that this is possible, that buyers do like it. And so now the builders are going to have to put in the infrastructure to make sure that we're doing this well. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, I was speaking at an event earlier this week and the question was asked, and I'll just give you just a little additional color on it. Uh, number one, I think virtual buying, you know, virtual selling online absolutely is here to stay for two factors. Number one, we're seven months in to this major shift in technology use and adoption. You do anything for 21 days, it becomes habit. We are transitioning or transforming everybody into this online habit. Um, and I mean that that'll stick. So even though homes will come back, maybe model homes, you know, we'll be able to go back out and model homes. It's people are going to be used to doing this online. But the bigger thing, and really what's driving the housing market today, is over 40% of buyers today are millennials. Now these are people, these are buyers people. They are all people, but these are these are <laughs> buyers that grew up with technology. I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm a technology immigrant. I didn't start my early years with technology. I learned it later, but they grew up with it. So they're very used to this online environment. So when people say, do you see it going back? I don't. Uh, the wave of consumers today coming in, the buyers, and then in another 10 years, we have the Gen Zs. They're all technology-based. So I agree, it's here to, it's here definitely um, to stay. So talk just to me a little bit about home buyers. How do you how do you feel about buying a new home virtually? I mean, how how do you think home buyers are feeling? Are you seeing a good use of that? Are you seeing them start to get comfortable with this process? Yeah, I think buyers have been incredibly receptive, uh, maybe to some of our surprise. I think that there was a lot of concern. Well, will buyers like this? Will they accept this? Will they make a full purchase decision in a virtual environment? And we're seeing that the answer is absolutely yes. Now, I don't think that that's a surprise um, on the West Coast where there were super hot markets, Seattle, San Francisco, you know, those markets, they've been doing virtual for much longer, quite frankly, because if you didn't do it virtual, you probably missed out. I mean, homes were selling that quickly. Well, the East Coast maybe isn't as quite as familiar with uh, the virtual selling, um, but mm -hmm. buyers sort of across the country have said, hey, we kind of like this. We like the convenience of it. We don't want to drive around only to find things that we don't like. Uh, and by the way, I'm more comfortable in my home environment right going into a sales office can be intimidating it's not their arena and they're meeting a salesperson and that is a very intimidating environment for many buyers so quite frankly they like being in the comfort of their home sometimes a little too comfortable i have had some of these situations where they're showing up in bathrobes and uh things like that <laughs> right? so sometimes they're almost a little too comfortable for us but you know what they're relaxed they have their notes in front of them they have their beverage of choice and it's just what they like. I'll tell you another really cool thing too that I'm seeing out there is buyers are inviting us into their homes. And what I mean by that is when we're talking with them about their home buying experience and what are they looking for and what do they want, they will inevitably start talking about the home that they have. They'll talk about the things they don't like about the home and they'll talk about the things that they do. Well, they're very happy to pick up their iPad and turn the camera around and show us. They're happy to show us that backyard and show us that aging kitchen. And that's a benefit that we've never had before was to be able to be invited into that buyer's home and actually see the things that they're describing. 
And like I said, buyers have been thrilled to do that with us. Yeah, it's, it's you know, one thing I've observed in this transition to online is more there is an, there, and this is my interpretation, there's, there's an authenticity to the communication now that you may not have had because people aren't expecting perfection on both sides. They're at home, it's a genuine conversation. And I actually really welcome that and have seen uh, much success because of that. Now, if you're a salesperson, how do they benefit from selling online? What, what, what benefits does a salesperson get out of this or can they yeah. leverage? Yeah, yeah, because you know, from a salesperson's perspective, it can seem like, oh, this is just something else I have to learn and this is burdensome and they're afraid perhaps that this will just take more time. But quite frankly, we're seeing the opposite. Uh, you know, I challenge salespeople with um, setting up for the perfect sale is what I like to call it. How do you set up for the perfect sale? And when I ask salespeople to describe what is the perfect sale look like, they'll say things to me like the buyer is nice. They answer my questions. They're happy to see me. They have money. <laughs> They're pre-approved. They're ready to go. They know what they like. When they make it, when they see what they like, they make a decision. Right. And so all of these things describe the perfect sale. Well, then the idea is you can have all of that in place the very first time they show up. And the way to do it is to start virtual. If you will start first with a virtual appointment, you can ask all these questions. You can make that relationship with the buyer. You can figure out what they want. You can uh, make sure that they are going to be able to uh, qualify for what you want to show them. You can have all of that in place. So then if they don't do the full experience virtually and they still do wanna come out to the new home sales office, when they're walking in, it's like greeting a friend at that point. The awkwardness is taken out of it. And, and quite frankly, you're never gonna hear the, I don't wanna to talk to you, I just wanna see your model. And if we could never hear that again, I don't wanna to talk to you, I just wanna see your model, boy, wouldn't that be a great thing? So you know, from a sales perspective, I think that uh, it, it just helps us create a better relationship it helps us manage our time better and manage our schedules a little bit better. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. And just a couple thoughts when you talk about online, and I've just noticed within my family, the online purchases have been getting bigger and bigger. What I mean by that is the category of what we're purchasing. What we used to purchase just groceries, now it's becoming furniture or let's look at a car. And, and so it's a natural transition into the house. I think the bigger thing is, is the house is always a complex purchase. It's the biggest purchase anybody ever makes in their life. 90% of new home buyers today in the United States finance. So it's not just simply push the button and you own the home, but what we're seeing behaviorally is it's compressing the sales cycle. People very much now are, are becoming very efficient at you know uh, researching the homes, researching the options, and I think that's a huge benefit to the sales team because these people who are online, these people who are, uh, these buyers who are contacting you, reaching out are really, I mean, when they're doing that, they're highly interested and then they're highly qualified. But, but let me pause there because I was at an event this week and they were showing statistics about lead follow-up. So I'd love to know, your thoughts on lead follow-up because they were showing response times of email, phone calls, and, and an actual challenge that builders were facing today was I'm overrun with qualified buyers. And so, you know, to get to an appointment, you have to follow up. So I'd just be interested in your thoughts on, on follow-up in today's environment because it's, there's so much demand. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, again, I think follow-up um, becomes easier when we do it virtually. You know, when we, when we think about follow-up, um, what happens a lot of times is we send a lot of emails and to your point, right, that, that has a very, very low response rate. It, it's typically mm -hmm. not personal. Uh, it's not synchronous, right? So the buyer really isn't engaged and they haven't agreed to it. So I think that, again, if we're thinking in, in terms of our virtual tools, I think if we uh, make the follow-up plan with the buyer while they're in front of us and they agree to it and we have a mutual plan that we're both on board, well, then I think that we're going to see um, follow-up success rates go much, much higher. What I mean by that is before the buyer leaves, we go ahead and we mm -hmm. set up that next follow-up conversation. And, and ideally, perhaps that is even on like a Zoom platform where, again, I am face-to-face -face back with them and I'm having that synchronous communication. Uh, because again, we want to spend that time with the most qualified people. And I know that when volume goes up, that follow-up can also get very difficult. But if the buyer is not willing to make that next appointment with you, well, that tells you a lot about the follow-up efforts. So if you got to pick and choose who you're going to spend your follow-up time with, simply offer that and see who takes it. The people who take it are by default the most um, urgent buyers, and that's who you need to be talking to. Right. So, so speaking of that, if I'm engaging with somebody online, how do I transition them into virtual appointments? Is there a, a process you would recommend or strategy yeah. there? It's been, it's been surprisingly simple. Uh, I know that when, uh, when I work with groups and I do some virtual training with them, that's always one of the questions, right? They're like, okay, we get it. We're on board. We want to do this, but how do I get the buyer to do it with me? And it really is just as simple as asking them. Just just letting them know this is how we start. We like to start first with a virtual appointment. That way I can get to know you. You can ask me some questions. I can ask you some questions. I can show you our offerings in a virtual environment. And then we can talk about next steps from there. Meaning some buyers want to keep going and they'll do the full process virtually with us. Some buyers still do want to come out. We'll show them what we have. We'll narrow down right. to perhaps a floor plan or a home site. And then they'll transition with us. Uh, but a lot of teams are also putting uh, this on their um, online sales counselors team, right? Mm -hmm. So the, those online sales counselors, when they're getting those leads in, uh, I have a couple of builders who they're training them to, to switch that into a virtual appointment to have those salespeople start virtually. So again, uh, what we have found is it simply is easy as telling the buyer, we like to start virtual and here's why. Let's get that set up. And the buyers have been very happy to do so. Yeah, and and I would agree with that. Um, you know, in our business on the finance side, at first we were worried. You know, would people want to discuss this online and you know in meetings and video? And what we're finding is a lot of buyers very happy to do that. And actually, you know, you talked about um, synchronicity with your buyers. I, I'm I'm a big proponent of having multiple levels of connection meaning if i'm talking to them on the phone that's one level but if i'm talking to them with video it's a higher level of human communication with people and we actually have tracked internally that phone conversation conversion versus versus audio video audio video is actually much higher and so i really believe that human connection side is important but you know when, when you're dealing with sales you know technology is, is going to be is right now very critical to selling today, but a lot of salespeople are kind of overwhelmed by it. Um, any <laughs> thoughts on what they need to, salespeople need to be doing just to be set up for success or managing with technology? 
Yeah, the technology is really not as scary uh, as it initially seems. And, and, and listen, I, I'm right there with you, Anthony. I'm a Gen Xer myself. So, uh, you know, this has been a learning curve for me as well. I so very clearly remember where I was when the world fell apart. I was actually running a training in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, when it was like the alarms got set, right? Get to your houses, stay inside. Uh, so I remember going home from that trip and telling my husband, I'm going to need you to build me a studio. He's like, when do you need it? I was like, I don't know, two days. I think you have the weekend and that's all you're going to get. So <laughs> we really quickly had to uh, figure out the technology here. So uh, yeah, I actually even wrote this out a little bit because I didn't want to miss anything. I have some really easy things that are going to get you up and running on this. One is your internet speed. You want to be mm -hmm. really thoughtful of the internet speed. Um, if, if you're sort of uh, freezing up on video, that's going to be frustrating uh, for you, but also for the buyer. Uh, in my studio, I have two hotspots that are fully designated uh, for my online teaching and training. So that way I, I, I feel very comfortable that I have something that's just for me and that the speed is going to be dependable. So I would tell you, think through that a little bit. Where, What internet source are you using? And does it have the speed capabilities that you're going to need? The other thing is lighting is very important. You want to think through your lighting. Natural light is always lovely, of course, and you know if you can get somewhere in, in a model home and you have some windows around you, that's wonderful. Please don't sit with your back to a window. You don't want to be backlit. They won't be able to see your face. Um, but you know, just an inexpensive ring light, ring light that you can pick up on Amazon. That, that's what I got. I have you know a couple ring lights, and they sit right in front of me, and and that really is the, a, a nice light for your face. Uh, the other thing to think about is your camera. Um, if you're working off a laptop, it most certainly has a camera, um, you know, on that. And that, and a lot of times is simply is, is enough. It's fine. But you can also get really expensive, uh, inexpensive HD cameras. You can pick those up. They were sold out for a while. I think they're getting their stock back up. But a $150 camera is really something that's easy. You can sit it on a tripod and you can have that ready to go. I also have a lot of salespeople, quite frankly, your phones. Uh, have amazing cameras on them. And I have salespeople who are just sitting them up on some sort of a tripod and they're doing the video component on their phone and it's a beautiful picture. Um, camera angle also matters. Ideally, you want your camera at eye level. You don't want to be looking down at your camera. That makes it, the buyer feel like you're looking down at them. Looking up is kind of awkward and you don't also want to have it to the side, right? Because any of those are really sort of uncomfortable. So think about if the person were standing in front of me, where would I be looking? And that's where you want your camera to be because you really want them to look like you're looking straight forward ahead. And then think a little bit about your background. You want your background to be clean. You want it to be professional. So you don't want to be sitting in a cluttered office. Uh, you also don't want to just a completely bland wall that looks like you've been taking hostage and right there's armed men on either side of you right so you want a, a background that's kind of interesting that has some appeal to it but it's not it's not distracting in any way so think through that a little bit and just play around move your camera around a little bit maybe in your sales office or your um or or if you're in a model the model has some beautiful backdrops that work really well yeah, those are all great suggestions. I'm kind of giggling to myself as you're going through that because I experimented with the different light rings. But for any everybody uh, who's listening today, um, there's a lot of very inexpensive, and, and Amy, you're correct. I mean, there's a lot of in, inexpensive uh, mics, cameras, light rings. All of them are really good 
Uh, the other thing too is for those of you with the iPhone, they do take excellent video recordings. You can also use your AirPods or AirPod Pros with them and the audio is actually really good as, as well. My only suggestion is lighting. Uh, lighting makes all the difference uh, in the world and my light ring comes with orange filters so I don't look like I'm in the morgue. So we, we gotta just <laughs> yeah. play, play around, play around with your with your uh, lighting on that. Well, Amy, you know, tell me a little bit about what are the watchouts? What are the watchouts for new home salespeople when they're in the se uh, virtual selling environment? Uh, one of the biggest watchouts is going to be uh, energy levels. You're going to have to manage both your energy levels and you're going to have to watch the energy levels of the buyer. Uh, what I have found is uh, in a virtual environment, I have to bring more energy than I would if I'm in front of somebody. Uh, I, it's my responsibility to carry that positive energy. So my nonverbals, my inflection, my tone of voice, my volume, all of this has to be giving the buyer the message that I'm interested in you. I care about you. This matters. So they're going to pick up on our energy. So if your energy is kind of flat, um, or you look distracted or feel like this is uncomfortable to you, that energy is going to transfer. So we want to make sure that we are exuding positive energy. And of course, then we're looking for that energy back from our buyers. So that's one of the watchouts. The second watchout yeah. is to keep it personal. Um, a lot of times what I'm seeing salespeople when they get into a virtual envi environment, and this goes back to what you said, Anthony, a little bit ago, that they're uncomfortable in front of the camera. So what mm -hmm. happens then is I notice that they're quick to take themselves off camera and do screen share. And listen, we want to do screen share. Uh, we want to show them our floor plans and our and our home sites. I mean, there's so many wonderful capabilities out there right now for screen share. But don't rush through the personal part of it. Don't rush through your discovery. Make sure that we get comfortable, that we stay there, that we ask the questions, we make that personal connection before we start making it all about product. And then the third thing I would say is the watch out is don't assume the buyer has to come in, even if they're local. Virtual is not just something that we do with somebody who lives in Japan. I think a lot of times we think, oh, yeah, virtual is great when they're out of the country or overseas in the military or out of state. Yeah, Amy, that's when I do virtual. Well, virtual can be done with anybody, even if they're on the other side of town from you. But I think a lot of times what happens is salespeople just assume that if the buyer is within driving distance that they're going to want to come out. Now, oftentimes they do want to come out and that's absolutely fine, but we don't want to make that decision for them. We want to make sure that we're taking them all the way through the virtual process, understanding that we can meet somebody in a virtual environment. We can do the discovery. We can show them what we have. We can ask them if they want to buy it and we can pull up DocuSign right there and go through the contract. And there's no reason that we would want to stop that sale if the buyer is uh, is on board. Absolutely. And I think people will be shocked with um, how much of the sales process people are willing to do online. I think a lot of people are. I mean, some people will still want to see the home, but a lot of buyers will go through many, many steps, online steps. And again, compressing the sales cycle, uh, your interaction with them. In regards to, we talked about, um, you know, not going offline too quickly or or share screen share with buyers. Um, one thing I would encourage all the salespeople out there to do is just practice with your camera. Try different lighting, try different angles, practice that so you get comfortable with which which is the best way uh, set up for you when you're talking uh, 
uh, to people. What you don't get to see behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes either with Amy or with me, is probably she adjusts her camera as much as I do, and lighting just so we want to make sure it looks it looks good with potential buyers. Well, Amy, you've shared some incredible information today. I really appreciate you having having you on the program here. Great insight, great ideas. So for my last question today, I'd really be interested in sort of your final thoughts, your three best tips, four best tips for salespeople who want to up their virtual game in this new environment. Uh, number one, just do it. If you have not yet done a virtual appointment, uh, stop delaying. It's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any more comfortable just because you wait a little bit longer. Uh, actually, probably your anxiety will go up even more. So just do it. You may not have all the equipment. You may not have it all figured out. That's okay. That's okay. None of us do. Right? We're all sort of learning as we go here and the buyer doesn't know the difference. So as soon as possible, get yourself your first virtual appointment set up. Like I said, if you haven't done so already, this is the way the industry is going. And if you don't make the shift, the industry is going to leave you behind. Second, don't stop the sale. Just mentioned this a second ago. Don't assume that buyers won't go all the way through and make a purchase decision in a virtual environment. They absolutely will. And they absolutely do. So make sure that we are not the ones stopping the sale. And finally, have fun. This is supposed to be fun. This is their home. They're excited. Let's be excited for them. It's okay to be a little silly. It's okay to make jokes and interact. That's what they want from us. Yes, they want to buy a home. Yes, they want the information, but make no mistake about it. They want it to be fun along the way. They want us to put on a bit of a show for them. So do that. Take this process very seriously, but yourself, not so much. Amy, that's absolutely great advice. And also, I think it's worth remembering the buyers are new at this too. And so there's forgiveness in there. And when we talk about engaging them, they're getting, they're doing this with their jobs. They're doing this with schools and everything else. So don't fear that process. Everybody's in the same boat together for the last seven months. We're all getting better at it. And buyers, um, it's a great way to engage with them as well. But Amy, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being on our program today. You shared some great information and ideas. Uh, thank you again. And I hope our audience picked up some great ideas that they can now implement and really accelerate their success in this new virtual selling environment. So on behalf of all of us here at the Sales Lab, thanks for being on today. Look for our next program in December. Uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Have a great day. Thank you so much.